Well, with through four periods of play here at Matthews Arena, first overtime is in the books. Merrimack and Northeastern are all tied up at one to one here in Game Two of the Hockey's first round series between these two clubs. Merrimack came in seated 11th in the tournament, and Northeastern seated sixth. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy, and joining us here for this overtime intermission, it's Ryan Lambert from Yahoo Sports. And well, Ryan, uh, you think we're headed towards five overtimes or beyond, like Notre Dame and UMass last night? I really hope not. Um, two seems like a good number to me. Two overtimes, that's perfect. Uh, I've been I've been to a couple three overtime games in my life, but you know it's exhausting, and that's just watching it. So I can't even imagine what goes on in the dressing rooms. You know, both clubs I thought came out to try to win that game in overtime. There was no sitting back or playing conservative. You had 28 shots in total, 17 for Northeastern, 11 for Merrimack, and some pretty good ones on both sides. Yeah, there were some really good chances. I mean, that that stop Wit made at the end when they're coming down the ice and transition. Um, Tiernan at the other end on the power plays was really, really good. So, you know, I mean, anytime you've seen a game with 86 shots and there have only been two games or two goals scored, you know, probably the goalies are having a pretty good night. Yeah, and I think that Clay Witt wanted to bounce back. I'm sure that, you know, the, the giving up a shorthander in overtime, uh, you know, on a shot of 25 or 30 footer from the right circle, and as well as probably one of the other ones he might have liked to have back, I figured. I, I know we've seen in the past that sometimes he might have an off night and Jim Madigan would turn to Derek Waugh the next night, but I just didn't think that was going to happen tonight given that, you know, the season's on the line. You go with, you know what they say, you know, you dance with the girl you brought or whatever it is, and you, you know, uh, you know they were going to win or lose with Clay Witt in the net, basically. Have their season continue or end with him in the net. Oh, yeah, I mean... I, you know, I, I don't. I think Der- Derek Waz had a much better season than anybody probably anticipated. But you know, wh- what are you going to do? Clay Witt's Clay Witt. The guy was for a while anyway in very legitimate Hobie consideration last season, and for good reason. He, he was like a 940 goalie for five months. So you know, it, it granted, you know, he, that's not the level he played at since then, but. He's certainly capable of it, so obviously you go with him um, in in your elimination games. The same, I think, by the way, would have been true on the other side. Let's say that Tiernan didn't have such a good night. I mean, even though Delia is back with him this weekend, I mean, Tiernan is the senior. He's the guy. He's played most of the games this year as well as Delia has played, and he's certainly the heir apparent. He's going to be the number one next year. Uh, you know, Tiernan, is they're going to win or lose on the back of Tiernan. Oh, of course. I mean, you know, he's faced so many shots in the last month and a half or whatever, that any given night, yeah, a bounce or two could go against you, and, may, and then it ends up, you know, you gave up three on 30, and that doesn't look great, but he's been so good for so long, I mean, he's made 50 saves here already tonight, and there's still more hockey to play, so the worst he can possibly do is 50 and 52, so, well, right, yeah, I'm not so great with math. Um, You're pretty good. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, obviously he's, he's been the difference in this series. So you got to go with him. So overall, I mean, 
give, give us your thoughts on what you've seen here tonight. I don't, I don't think you saw the game last night, but the game here tonight. I mean, you were here last, oh, that's right, you were here last night. So two games, two, two pretty close games, I think, between two teams that most people thought were heading in different directions, and they certainly were at the end of the regular season. But the, this series is a perfect example of the fact that the, the playoffs are a whole new season. That and, you know, when you have a goalie as good as Rasmus Tiernan, any game's winnable, you know? Even even if the offense isn't really there, which it hasn't been for Merrimack, and, you know, you, you can't really complain about what you're getting in your own zone. Um, and, you know, Northeastern's a team that has been scoring a lot, and it really hasn't been evident through, what, seven periods of hockey now, give or take. Um... They have they have only three goals to show for it, but that's hockey, right? You know, um, especially when your goalie's as good as Tiernan. So I, I think that's the story of the series so far, for sure, is just how good Tiernan's been, and you know, to, to a lesser extent, Clay Witt. So, well, let's look ahead and uh, suppose what should happen depending on the outcomes. Obviously, if Northeastern doesn't win, their season is over. But let's say that Northeastern does win. That gives them the edge heading into tomorrow night. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, you're the home team. You tend to score more goals, take more shots, get more power plays at home than you do on the road. So that's... But then again, it's one game, and Tiernan could go out and make another 50 saves, and nobody would be surprised, I guess. You know, it's, that's just the way he's been playing for the last two months or whatever. So... That's hockey. Well, we've seen a good series here in the 11 versus 6 matchup. In the, the 12 versus 5 last night, took five overtimes, and the 12 seed ended up winning. Uh, so they, they have the upper hand in that series right now. It looks, at least at this point, like the 9 and 10 seeds are going to win. But I guess, you know, the performance of the bottom two seeds, who in years past wouldn't have made the tournament, does that legitimize the decision to move the tournament to a, uh, a model where all 12 teams make it? No. Um, it, it, it's, you know, it's the playoffs. Like, you should earn your way into the playoffs. And even if it's a one, one-off like it was last year, something like that, that's, that's one thing. But... I, you know, I, just the idea that uh, everybody makes it like that doesn't—I'm not into that at all. Like, if if you've had a season as bad as, say, UMass has, where I don't know how many wins they have off the top of my head, but it's in the single digits, I would imagine. Why, you know, why bother? Even even though they won an incredibly like dramatic game last night, at the same time, like I just can't sit there and be like, oh yeah, that's definitely worth it. I, I guess uh, you know you can look at it both ways, right? I mean, th- I think there's good cases to be made on both sides of it. It is interesting to me that most of the leagues have gone with that. Everybody gets in. ECAC has had it for a number of years. You know, that's the case in the Big Ten. The Big Ten legitimately could just let the, th- the top four in. Uh, you know, CCHA was doing the same thing. Uh, pretty much every league, I guess. You know, the way I look at it, one thing, I, I like it, the idea that as you come down the stretch, nobody's out of it. Everybody's still got something to play for. You're not going to have a team that's playing on their final weekend, already having been eliminated for the playoffs, and you know nothing to to, to 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 motivate them except to maybe go out and you know worst case goon it up against whoever they're going to play. You're not going to see that happening because everybody has something to play for. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I and plus it's good for your pairwise. Get one extra win. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter how bad you are, the team is that you beat. If you beat them, great. Yeah. You know, um, and so like I think. Probably that was what Notre Dame was like. Oh, great! Two two W's this coming weekend didn't work out that way so far. But you know, last I saw, they were up in that game. So 
All right, so second overtime coming up here. Uh, quickly, give me a winner, predicted winner for each team. Uh, Kevin Waugh. I'm really going out on the limb. I know you and Josh as well, same thing. <laughs> he said the same thing after the regulation. Yeah, and um, I'm going to say Hampus Gustafson. Again, going out on the limb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, re- I'm really making a bold prediction here. But, you know, I'm, ju- I'm just playing the odds. I don't I don't want to have another singleton situation, and I call, I call it and... For a guy who has one goal in the last two years or whatever, and then he's I, the the odds aren't in my favor if I do that. So I'm I'm going to play it safe. All right, Ryan. Thanks a lot for joining us. Yahoo Sports. You can read all his work there. Just Google Ryan Lambert and Yahoo Sports, and you can read the work that he's doing. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right, Ryan Lambert's been our guest here. The score at the end of the first overtime is one to one. Merrimack in Northeastern. We'll have our second overtime coming up right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.